Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in Holland, in English. In a rich and varied programme this week, I'm talking to a Portuguese singer-songwriter who lives in Rotterdam and to two English actors who live and work in Amsterdam. And I discover that one is never far from the dreaded Brexit. But first, a bit of music. Magda Mendes, a Portuguese singer-songwriter who lives in the Netherlands. Her music is based on the traditional fado of her home country. And while everyone is familiar with flamenco, fewer people are aware of fado. So when I met up with Magda recently for a chat, I wanted to know a little bit more about it. It's a style uh, from Lisbon, born in Lisbon and performed essentially in Lisbon. In the meanwhile, uh, all over the country in Portugal, there's good fado happening. But it was born there in the small streets of Alfama and Moraria and Bairro Alto a long time ago. You, I mean, you write all your own songs. I write all my songs, yeah. Many of my songs are also not fado, traditional fados. No, no, because you sometimes work with a, with a band, don't you? Yes, exactly. Musicians. So for, the, for this project, I'm, I'm doing uh, with the guitar, with the Portuguese guitar and the viola. Viola and guitarra portuguesa, and uh, with my other projects, uh, we also might sound a bit like fado, but we make, like I said, a bit more like Portuguese chamber music for the last uh, the the last album I brought out. Because the lineup is is basically woodwind, isn't it? I mean, yes, in the last one, yeah. it's a uh, percussion, uh, guitar, singing, and then uh, five woodwinds. O cabelo e azeitona já cintila no lagar. Com este tempo, tu lá 
dentro Lembra-te o cheiro das esquinas do Olivar Cantigas içadas pelo vento Mentiras caladas por dentro Sem o lenço, o teu cabelo Lembra-me as asas que se agitam nos varais Não vais tão cedo may be wrong because I don't understand the lyrics but I get the impression I think most people get the impression that Fado is sad melancholy is that true I think it's often true <laughs> what the Fado has um it, it at least for me it gives me a chance to if uh, whatever is uh, an extreme emotion like extreme uh, homesickness or uh, longing for something I'm allowed to ex totally express that in that style I sing, as I said, other styles, and, and then I don't expose myself so much as in Fado. Fado in Fado, I feel like I'm allowed to, and it's, it's uh, great. 
to have that. And thing. you actually live in the Netherlands, don't you? I live in Rotterdam. In Rotterdam, okay. yes. And you play all over all the time, I think. Yes. I've looked at your schedule and it's yeah. three or four nights a week, every week. This, in, uh, right now, yes, because we have this, this tour and uh, afterwards we go to Utrecht and there we have quite a lot of concerts coming and uh, and, and I, I am busy with this Oliveiras with my new program. That's your, your new album is coming yes, out. My, is yes. that out already? It's already out, but we will uh, have a theatre programme. We will build a theatre programme. Because I think you're doing a big gig at the Didolan, aren't you, in Rotterdam? Yes, a 5th of April is the yeah. premiere of this theatre tour, and then we go, uh, we'll play all over the country. Probably we'll have even a reprise of that show. Okay, I think that will do. Well, obrigado. And De nada. <laughs> that's the extent of my Portuguese, actually. <laughs>
that was Portuguese singer-songwriter Magda Mendes. Her new album is called Oliveira's and she'll be performing it live throughout the Netherlands until the end of May. Arts Talk Radio Online I was in Harlem the other day for the opening night of the Amsterdam-based QE2 Theatre Company's latest production. I talked to actors Loveday Smith and Mark Wynne Stanley in their dressing rooms at the theatre at the Pletteri Cultural Centre. I started by asking Loveday to tell me about the play. It's called Scary Bikers and it's by um, Britain's, I think he's third most performed playwright. He always says that um, Alan Aitbourne and Shakespeare are the only ones that are ahead of him and, and Shakespeare's dead, so really his only competition is Alan Aitbourne. But his name is John Godber and he's a Yorkshire playwright Absolutely. and he's written a fine Yorkshire play. Um, it's, uh, I don't know whether he would agree with this, but we, we think it's a romantic comedy. We do. We do. Yeah. And, it's, and, and the title's a bit misleading because he chose Scary Bikers because it rhymes with Hairy Bikers, the well-known chefs. But he's not, there's nothing really scary about it. No. Is there? Well, me on a bike is quite scary. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that first time on the tandem was quite oh, yeah. scary. Yeah, that was very scary. We have, we have, I should explain for, yeah, the, for yes, the... Yes, explain what the play is about. Um, the play is about, uh, it's about Carol and Don and they meet each other second time around. They've both been bereaved. Carol's lost her husband. Don's lost his wife. And they meet each other and they form this friendship out of which love grows. But they end up before they know each other very well, agreeing to go on this bike ride all around Europe to together. Florence. To Florence. To Florence, of course. It's part of Carol's bucket list. Um, and they set off on a tandem on the day of the referendum where they discover that their political views are very, very different. Carol's voted in and Don's voted out. So the wind has rather been taken out of your sails, hasn't it? Because today we're talking on the, on the 29th of March and yes. today was to be the big day yeah. to coincide well, with your opening. It hasn't really because we've actually slightly updated the play just this yes, week we have, yeah. so it, it's still really really it's really topical and i think john Gobber he's opening with this in the west end so this is your chance to see it before it opens in london because it opens on the 3rd of Has april it not run before? it's run in the uk it's, it's last year on tour. on tour but it's opening in in london west end in trafalgar studios on april the 3rd so he's keeping it very up to date anyway there's nothing in it that's kind of made Irrelevant or Not incorrect by the, the sort of recent developments. No, and I, I, and we, oh, have, I, I missed that. Have there been recent developments? Well, I mean, it's oh, a, oh yes. What was it? There, there was a cabinet minister quoted today as saying somebody said, "Oh, what's what's going on?" Oh, I haven't. I can't remember what the quote was. It was a. It was a. It was a. Well, it was a, it was a, disaster. It was a disaster. I said. I said to Love Day earlier on. Well, we. This is good because whatever happens. We can, whatever happens tonight with the Premier, we can never be as disastrous as Brexit's been. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We've all the way through, our preparation has been a lot better than the British <laughs> government's for the, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ours will arguably touch fewer lives than um, Brexit, but we're better organised, that's for sure. Is this a coincidence this is also a Yorkshire play or... Do you feel bound by your accent? Uh, no, not at all. No. I mean, we've, we've found that our accents have kind of thickened as we've been yeah. rehearsing. Yeah. So we, we are actually quite RP, really, aren't yeah. we, most of the time. Yeah. Um, but since we've been doing this play, we've both got thicker. No, we wanted to find a vehicle for the two of us. Yeah. I mean, it's quite difficult, isn't it, finding yeah. two-handers for a 
Yes. Yeah, no, we had a lot of we had quite a lot of ideas, and we were going to we, did, we were yes. going to write something. But then, um, Love Days actually worked with John Godber quite a bit. She's been in uh, one of his plays twice, and she's yeah. been directed by him. So we had a personal contact with him, and then we looked at his works because she mm-hmm. said to me, "I didn't know this, but she said he's written a lot of two-handers. Let's look at them." So we looked at one, but then we saw that he was doing this scary bikers, and that it was a Brexit play, and it was really up to date, and that it was going to the West End. And we thought, hey, if we can get something that's so hot. Now, for the Netherlands, that would be fantastic. And but fortunately, uh, the through rights, the personal connection, he's, yeah. he said yes. The rights weren't actually strictly available, but I just said, oh, I said, Mark, you know, nothing you ventured, know. nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> yeah, so I, I emailed, and I hadn't had contact with John for ages and ages and ages and ages. But I emailed the John God- Godber Company in England and said, oh, look, you know, we're just a very small organisation and we'd really love to do Scary Bikers. What's yeah. the chance? Got an email, email back within the hour saying, oh, Love Day, fantastic to hear from you. Great. Well, there are various things and we had to jump through a few hoops because yeah. it's been, uh, it was commissioned by Sky Arts. And, and it's going to be filmed. And it's going to be filmed. So there were all sorts of people that had to say yes. But John really fought our corner for us mm. and we got the rights. Is it, is it technically difficult to do? Because I think it, it, takes, it takes place, what, the cafe? I think the, the, the woman, what's the character's name? Carol. Oh, Carol. Yeah. Carol, yes. I mean, you run a cafe or something. Yes, she's, she's opened a cycling cafe in her and husband's memory. Right, and that's where it starts. And yeah. Yeah. So we've got, we've got. Sounds technically quite challenging. Technically, Ma- Michael, we've got a coffee percolator. We've got a pop. <laughs> Not a coffee percolator. It's a bean okay. to coffee machine. It's a bean to coffee machine. WC Fields said, "Do not work with children or animals because you will be horribly upstaged." <laughs> You're not I would being like upstaged by a coffee yes, machine. Yes, I'm being upsta- no, upstaged not. by a coffee machine, so a pop-up tent, a tandem, and two <laughs> racing bikes. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course, it's great. I mean, it's it's lovely because it's so atmospheric and in yeah. these intimate spaces that we're playing. I do, actually, I don't find anything that I do with Love Day a technical <laughs> challenge because we both are on it. We both have the same attitude to everything, yeah. and we so we. If, in those little moments where we might be slightly upset with it, it's so over in like five seconds. Yeah. But if you do a big play, like importance, like what we did in, in some, that's when there's a lot of technical difficulties because it's just the sheer number of people that, you, that you've got to... You You're know, not worrying about falling off your bike? No, actually, we've not. I don't think... That, <laughs> we haven't yet. That's not... There's always a first time. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I would touch wood. Um, I think that's been easier than we thought. Yes. We, we should mention Tax, who've lent us the equipment oh, they're to, amazing. to We've got these... stand the bikes on so yeah. we can cycle them on stage. Tax and we should great. mention the vacancy feature because we yeah. borrowed all the bikes. We that borrowed amazing the tandem, tandem that you're going to see on stage tonight has yeah. been lent to us by um, De Vacanti Vacanti Fietze in Amsterdam. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful beast. It's, yep. it's amazing. It wait. Are they, are they going to let you keep it? I wish. No, because it's worth about 5,000 euros. Wow. Yeah. The bikes are ridi- ridiculously expensive. He, he, he has an amazing business selling bikes that all cost from about 4,000, but his business is doing really, But they're really, very really specialist. Well. They're bikes that you can literally tour around the world on. Yeah. And he does. He sets people up to go all around, all the way around the world. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got um, di- 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 I can't say it, de vacanti pizza in um, in 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 Hindi and in all these different languages of places that he's been. And yeah, it's um, it's an amazing shop if you're feeling like traveling They've around been the world. To it, so yeah. Really much, so. yeah. No, I think also all the technical stuff has been pretty pretty easy yeah. actually. So yeah. far, I think it was. I had great fun making the sound cues because in England the lorries pan one way, and then in the in the in the when we get onto the continent, <laughs> they, go, the they go the yeah. they go the opposite way. And yeah. uh, that sounds a bit nerdy. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is anybody yeah. going to notice that? 
I notice. Exactly. I know. In my, I mean, as long as the speakers are wired correctly, of course. <laughs> but it's it's been a quite a, a challenge for you, hasn't it, Mark? Because it's very very different from the role that you you played last time with me. I, I, it's been a challenge, but it's one that I've really loved doing. Um, just, so, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your Don, character. But Don is an ex coal miner. So he's like a really, really working class character. There's quite a bit of flashback. And we also play each other's ex-partners in the play. So I play Rob, the, the, the not ex-partner, but the dead husband of Carol. And uh, uh, Loveday plays Jean, the dead wife of Don. So um, the, you see the contrast between the, the, the fact that she's now, she's a middle class girl, you know, who's had a lovely middle class life. Yeah, and he's had a sort of, you know, really very very working class ordinary well it's been more of a struggle for struggle, him i mean he yeah. says at one point you know because she he says oh you got a head start on me story of my, my life, life yeah. and i think that's been the case for him he went to one of these schools where they didn't do o levels you remember o levels i did o levels mm. um but uh, they only did cse's which is kind of a lower grade of exam at his school and that's kind of been his upbringing and it's about yeah i mean he hasn't ever managed to escape the the kind of I want to call it a poverty mm. trap, but it's not not quite that. But you know what I mean. Whereas Carol's husband Don, he was at school originally with with Don. Rob and Don were at school together, but Rob went to the grammar school, did better exams, and therefore did better and managed mm. to move away from this pit village. So I think a lot of I think a lot of new horizons open up when he meets when he meets Carol. He's been like I mean he's kind of representative, I suppose in a way of a certain kind of people who voted who voted brexit maybe not understanding what all of the implications of it were going to be and and i think it kind of does have a message behind it that you know education is everything good social services and you know a well supported infrastructure and economy mm -hmm. is is everything and he's not had uh, the opportunities that that carol's had one one way or another and he really goes on this journey where he discovers um, a lot about himself and at the same time Carol having thought that he's a bit of a no-hoper not very interesting working-class guy who doesn't match with her at all finds out that there are a lot of good things about him and so it's entirely fair but she's yeah he's certainly not her he's a very different type from her husband yeah absolutely um she just definitely doesn't think he he's her type of beginning though, right? Oh no, absolutely. So not. Over, over what time period does the does the play take place? It goes back to nineteen eighty four. Yes. And so, then we just So we flash back but from when you the two characters meet. <laughs> we m we meet sort of only in two thousand and sixteen. We meet in two thousand and sixteen yes. and go on the we set off on the bike so ride meet, yeah. on the day of the referendum in two thousand sixteen. So they meet kind of so early. They, they didn't have time to vote. They oh, no, they did. did. <laughs> they do, because they set off in the afternoon. You hear that? That's my yeah, line. Yeah. They set off in the afternoon, so they do have time to vote in the morning, and that's an interesting scene. But the play, <laughs> the play covers a flashback of their previous partners. So we go back to 1984, and then... And, how, and how, how the, the, the characters about the, 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 the woman votes to stay. Yes. yes. And, and Don votes to leave. And is there any change of opinion and mind by the end of the play or is that a spoiler that's a spoiler i think i think you have to come and see it and you have to yes. you have to go to qtc.nl buy your tickets and come and see it mm. to find I out there probably aren't many people who still thought it was a good idea <laughs> uh well maybe not here but uh, you'd be surprised you'd be surprised i think that's a sad thing i think i would be yeah but yeah. but no there are i met someone quite recently at the gym i was talking to someone at the gym about the play and he he said that he he was actually dutch but he was saying that he would have been a a, a, a brexiteer 
I mean, that's a slightly different thing if you're not actually, if you couldn't have voted. But I think, um, I don't know, that's very complex to, to, to explain that. I think what this show, what John Gobber's tried to do in this play is to look at both sides of that and well, to understand better why people might have voted to go out. But did, does, he, did, does he have a viewpoint and does that come across in the play? Yeah, it does. I think, don't you? Yes, I think so. I mean, there's a point that's being made is that I think Don has been very much seduced by the the promise of £350 million a week for the NHS, which is what the Leave camp were promising. They put it on the side of a bus mm. and all went round England, went round the, the, the poorer, the working class areas of England. Mm. And people saw this and they saw, you know, the country suffering and they were... But they re but they realised very soon that that was a lie. So why yeah, would they we still support that. it? We have to realise that. But I, I you know, I, I think that even if you talk to well-informed people, people who obviously people who are living abroad who were British would be engaged with the whole Brexit thing because it was about their own sort of futures and the future of the country they came from. So we're all very engaged with it. But I think even you know, if you are that, I was very much for personally for Remain, but I couldn't vote because I've lived outside of the UK for longer than fifteen years. But even I didn't anticipate all of the implications of it. So how could anybody have known that? Of well, course, I, I think this is the point that that, that nobody we're going on un, uncharted territory here. We've only got two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, are there any other Brexit plays? Um, the yeah, Orange yeah. Theatre did, did the B word. Um, that was yeah, that was uh, that was written by uh, Christine Johansson. But that was and set John in Amsterdam, May. wasn't it? That was set in Amsterdam, and that wasn't really a. a about Brexit as no, it wasn't such. about people who voted against, for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure in England there was I, Well, Brexit of course, there was, the, there was the National Theatre um, play, which was was a, sort of a, a kind of... Um, they did a lot of interviews with people, and the actual... It was real Vox Box oh, stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, our... I forgot what it was called. It was called Our something. I forgot what it was called now. Mm. Um, but I went to see it, actually, and it was great. I saw, it, I saw it live, and I thought it was great. You're not... I saw it, actually, on the night that Mrs May went to the country and lost a lot of seats. You're not worried that, as far as your play is concerned, people are going to say, oh, no, not Brexit again. We've had it's enough of really that. It's not really about Brexit. No. It's a, the, back, the Brexit is the backdrop, but it's, it's a love story. It's about... I, I, I think it's more positive than that as well, because we've realised quite quickly that it's quite metaphorical. So the two characters, having voted different ways, are quite sort of symbolic of a country split. And I think the play has got quite a bit in it that's about how do you resolve that you know you can also look at it in that way and we certainly yeah. we've tried to to drive it in that way yes, to definitely. make it a thing that's not sort of heavy-handed about about brexit but sort of says what's the way forward for for and not just britain because let's be honest what's happening with brexit in 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 the uk is not so different to what's happening in the us and not, not so different to what's happening in other european countries you know barcelona and all that sort of thing so okay well I think we'll leave it there and we'll anticipate with great um, excitement the outcome <laughs> of Brexit and the play. Yeah. Yes. Okay, thank you both very thank much you for that. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in Holland in English. That was Loveday Smith and Mark Wynne Stanley, who are appearing in the QE2 production of John Godber's play Scary Bikers, which is on tour in Holland until the 13th of April. Well, that's all for now, so until the next time, it's goodbye. I'm Michael Hasted. Yeah.